from Public Radio International. This is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Wednesday, October 5th. I'm Marco Werman. As if bombs weren't enough, Kabul braces for recession as foreigners start leaving Afghanistan. Also, a Palestinian activist who was denied a U.S. visa for years. I'm lawyer, I'm director of the Palestinian Center for Human Rights, and I'm recipient of the Kennedy Award. If all that, and I'm considered a suspected terrorist, who's not? Plus, a Scottish folk musician whose influence went beyond folk. It would be common for the likes of even the Rolling Stones to turn up to see him. BBC News with Marion Marshall. Bahrain's public prosecutor has ordered a retrial in a civilian court for 20 medical workers sentenced to up to 15 years in prison after helping anti-government protesters. Announcing the retrial, the public prosecutor said no doctors or medical staff should be punished for fulfilling their humanitarian duties. Caroline Hawley reports. The sentencing of the medics prompted an international outcry. Many of the doctors and nurses say they were tortured into making confessions. Amnesty International said the charges were ludicrous. Now Bahrain has acted to try to contain the damage to its reputation. There's to be a retrial in a civilian court. The Attorney General said it would allow the evidence to be re-evaluated and he promised that the doctors and nurses would have the full opportunity to defend themselves. The government in Afghanistan says it's foiled a plot to assassinate the president, Hamid Karzai. It said the Afghan intelligence agency had arrested six people, including a member of staff at the presidential palace. Most of the others were said to be lecturers from Kabul University. Some of those detained are alleged to have links with the Haqqani militant network and al-Qaeda. In recent months, several allies of Mr Karzai have been killed, including his chief peace negotiator with the Taliban, Bahanuddin Rabbani. The British Prime Minister David Cameron has warned that the world economy could be pushed to the brink by the Eurozone's debt crisis. Speaking at the annual conference of his governing Conservative Party, Mr Cameron compared the current economic situation to the banking crisis of 2008. He said governments had to cut their spending. The only way out of a debt crisis is to deal with your debts. That's why households are paying down the credit card and the store card bills. It means banks getting their books in order. And it means governments, governments all over the world, cutting spending and living within their means. Soldiers in Mexico have arrested a man they say is a key figure in the country's most powerful drug gang, Noel Salguero Nevarez. From Mexico City, Ignacio de los Reyes reports. Noel Salguero Nevarez is considered to be a senior member of the Sinaloa cartel, one of the most powerful groups trafficking cocaine and marijuana in Mexico and the U.S. He was arrested on Thursday by the Mexican army in the state of Sinaloa in what the authorities say was a mission of intelligence without a shot being fired. The Sinaloa cartel is led by Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, one of the richest men in the world and the number one priority for the Mexican president Felipe Calderón. India has unveiled a low-cost tablet computer aimed at expanding digital access in schools and colleges. The 13-centimeter touchscreen computer, which is backed by the government and locally made, is expected to be priced at about $35. An Indian official said the device would be more widely available over the next few months. World News from the BBC. 
The family of a young Syrian woman, Zainab al-Husni, who'd been presumed dead, has confirmed she's alive after seeing her on television. From Beirut, Owen Bennett-Jones reports. The story went that her parents were in the mortuary looking for the corpse of her brother, an anti-government activist killed in detention. Then by accident they saw their daughter's body with the arms and head cut off. But then State TV broadcast an interview with a woman who said, My name is Zainab al-Hosni. She said she'd escaped from her home because she'd been beaten by her brothers and that her family did not know she was alive. That raises another question. Who was the woman whose mutilated body they buried? Amnesty International says that thousands of children in Zimbabwe who were driven from their homes during a government slum clearance operation six years ago still have no schooling. Amnesty urged the international community to work with the government to ensure they had access to education.